I Am A Woman podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Strickland. And I just want to take a second to thank all of you guys for the incredible reviews and notes of encouragement, even comments on my Facebook page lately as I've been uh, struggling in my relationship with Facebook. Facebook. They seem to always be wanting to take my stuff down. <laughs> but you guys have been so incredibly encouraging. And I am super grateful, especially for your reviews. If you haven't had a chance to write a written review of the podcast, please do that. That totally helps us get the word out. Hey, listen, I hope you had a chance to listen to my message last week, which was actually a recording of my first message from the Women of Judah Conference at Victory Church in Providence, Rhode Island. Today's message is the second uh, message that I gave at that conference, and I really hope it's a blessing to you. I'm busy, busy, busy writing my new book, I Am a Woman. I really appreciate your prayers. It comes out next spring, actually, so you'll be hearing more about that. And the New Girl Perfect is actually on our website at youaremore.org. And we are going to be recording all new video messages for the younger generation to go with that book. So we've got a lot going on uh, here in the ministry and in the household. And I hope this message is a blessing to you. Remember, I am a woman and my name means life. Amen. I just found out from the pastor that he thinks I have a little bit of East Coast attitude. <laughs> and I was like, I, uh, yeah, I know. I've been in here. No, <laughs> no, you guys make us feel like we've been in here. You've just been amazing. And it has just been such an incredible honor uh, to be here with you. I want to take a moment really quickly and just go over the resources that we have brought uh, and, and they're going to put the pictures of the books up there on the screen. But just really quickly, let me explain to you the different resources. Our ministry, You Are More, creates resources that uh, teach women and girls their value, their identity, and their purpose in Christ. That's their VIP status in Christ. Their value, their identity, and their purpose. And so I never set out, obviously, to start a ministry. I was literally walking down the street one day, and someone stopped me, and it changed my whole life. And so, uh, like I said, Girl Perfect is my story of all the angels that intercepted, and it really just shows how the Lord can use people uh, when their eyes are open to those that are hurting around them. I had people in... In Germany, reach out to me uh, that we're handing out Bibles in a park, and I had uh, I was having terrible suicidal thoughts. I was absolutely haunted by the demonic. Mm. I was in wicked shape. In fact, that song "Get Up Out of That Grave." Mm. I literally tried to drown myself in my bathtub in Germany, and the very mm. next day, I met the people who were handing out wow. Bibles in the park. Wow. Um, and so I had that bottle ready when that man on the street turned me around. And I began to realize that the Lord had seen me. Well, when I came home from modeling, I took the money I made from modeling and I went back to school because I wanted to write a book to help girls. It's been 15 years. This is the 15-year anniversary of Girl Perfect. And it's so interesting because the book came out the month before the selfie. Mm -hmm. The month before wow. the selfie in 2008. 
And it was like the Lord knew what was going to hit this generation when it comes to their image and their beauty and their value and their identity. And I began getting, uh, the book has been translated into five languages and went back to Germany in German. Um, and I one day got a letter from a, a girl in Germany who had a skin disease in which she was covered with sores all over, much worse than what I experienced. And her father had told her that she was ugly, which in German means hated. And from that, I ended up writing the Girl Perfect Study Guide, which was a, is a Bible study. It's a downloadable Bible study. You can get it at our table. It's a download. Um, and we're going to be putting it back in print. But I, I wrote a Bible study for girls. And there's videos, and we have whole curriculum kits to take teen girls through this. There's videos, leader guides, study guides, all the things. So, um, and then Beautiful Lies, you guys got as your conference ticket. And this is the Bible study that goes with it. Again, we have incredible testimonies of women who have been through this study. It really opens up conversations between women and it helps them take off the mask and get honest. I always say this is the rated R version. This is for women who've been through it. Mm -hmm. Women who have some forgiving to do, who've been hurt by man or or parents that have, have um, wounds. And this is the teen girls version. This is the PG-13 version for teen <laughs> girls. And it teaches the same exact lessons of identity that Beautiful Lies does for teen girls. I had a heart to want to create resources for women and girls. I would just notice yeah. that women would be studying the book of John while the teenage girls were cutting it. Right, yeah. right, right. And I would be like, okay, right. now the women are going through Daniel, but the teenage girls are binging and purging. Right, right. And now they're scrolling. Mm -hmm. And the women are studying Matthew. Mm -hmm. And so I just had a vision that the Lord could actually, we could live out Titus 2, which says the older women would teach the younger yes. women. Amen. And so this is for the older women, this is for the teens, and then pretty from the inside out, it was really hard for me to do to make this PG. To make my story PG is like really hard. But anyways, I wrote a PG book for girls 8 to 12 that would teach them the same five lies that Beautiful Lies teaches and the same five truths. Understanding that with Beautiful Lies, this whole concept is just this simple. Is that you are not what man says about you. You are what the Lord says about you. You are not what the mirror says about you. You are what your creator says about you. Um, and so there's five lies and five truths. He is the father, we are the daughters. He is the creator, we are the creation. He is the Lord, our body is the temple. He is the light, we are the light. He is the most high, and we are his witnesses. We are his ambassadors. So by teaching these young women their identity in Christ, it needs to be, it needs to be like this. It needs to be like this. Hannah, come here. I know, you're on your phone. Come here. She is a mother. She is a mother, and it is Ezra. Yeah. She named her son Ezra, yeah. which yeah. is the helper. Yes. Is yes. Do we love that? Okay, so hold on to this. So if I teach you your identity, if I teach you that you're a daughter of God, a creation of God, come on, and I'm going to try to take it away from you. You don't want these girls to be able to take this out of their Yes, we cannot be so focused on ourselves yes. 
yes. and our own flaws and our own issues mm -hmm. that we do not turn our attention to the next generation right. to pass the torch to the baton of our That's identity. Right. I'm so That's proud of you. Right. Okay, no more so <laughs> Um, okay, what else do we have? Oh, 21 minutes. The, the, my last book that I wrote is on sexual integrity. So this is my crazy, brave book. I actually wrote it while my kids were teenagers. They're like, you are not writing a book about sex. I'm like, oh, yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. And so <laughs> I understand both sides, right? I understand both sides of the argument. And so this is kind of like a sex Bible. <laughs> like you can put this in your college girls suitcase, the sororities needs to be in all the teen pregnancy centers in your community. They can literally look up different issues of sex even out of order. Do I have an STD? How do I heal from an abortion? Right? Should I give my baby up for adoption? What does the Bible say about children? Because the world will say children are a problem, right. but we know that children That's are a gift right. to the air. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. And we want every young woman to truly understand yes. that so she yes. doesn't miss out on the blessing of yes. what God has for yes. her. So 21 Myths is the Crazy Babe Brave book about sex. Okay, I think we hit it. All right. So we were talking about the Azair. And I want to pick up there about who God created woman to be. And we're going back to the beginning of Genesis because it is here that the Lord first uses the word woman. There's a principle biblically called the, full, the, the rule of first mention. Okay, the rule of first mention means the first time a word is named. The first and so often second time a word is named in the Bible is its definition. Okay? So when the world says, when the Supreme Court justice goes, I can't define a woman, you're like, come on, yes, you can. Right. Right. Right? And when people say, what is a woman? A man can be a woman, all this stuff. We need to go back. So that we can go forward as, yes. as a culture. Yes. Okay? We are going to go back. We're going to step back into Genesis, step back to the beginning, so that we can gain an understanding in which we are now going to move forward as the daughters of the king. Yes. Because only the daughters of the king truly have the answer to that question. Right. Amen. Right. The, the Cambridge Dictionary has changed the definition of the word woman. The, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary has changed the definition of male and female. The online dictionaries are changing. So this generation and their children, if they look to the dictionary, the dictionary has now changed in the last two years the definition of male, female, man, and woman. But I, the Lord, do not change. That's right. I am not a man that I should lie to change my mind. Okay? So the Lord says, I do not change. Every day, his rule of first mention for you is the first word he ever spoke about woman. And we talked about it, we touched on it, but I want to go just a little bit deeper with you. It's so awesome that you're told that Ezra. Ezra is actually a masculine word uh, in, in Hebrew. Hebrew is a masculine and feminine. Everything is either masculine or feminine. You cannot take gender out of the biblical languages. It can't be done. In fact, in Hebrew, not only are the nouns and adjectives and pronouns either masculine or feminine, but so are the verbs. Mm -hmm. 
Hebrew, and if you don't know what a verb is, I used to be an English teacher, sorry about me. I'm just going to get really grammatical with you right now. But Hebrew, the biblical language, is a verb-based language. God is a verb. Yes. He's an action. Okay, how many of you need to go back to eighth grade grammar? Verbs are actions. Nouns are people, places are things. Verbs are actions. So remember when you would diag- when you would diagram a sentence, okay, in school in junior high, you would you would underline the subject and you would circle the verb because the verb is where the action of the sentence is, okay. In in even the nouns in the Bible, they're verb. They work like verbs. It is not a, a, a thing. It is an action to be a woman. In English, to be a woman is a, is a thing. It's a person, place, or thing. Not so in the biblical languages. In, in the biblical languages, being a woman is an action. There is movement in the word woman. She hovers. She moves. She counsels. She helps. She advocates. She comes alongside. She lifts up. She brings life. To be a woman, biblically, is to bring life. Amen. Is to be a life bearer and a life giver. And we are not giving up the meaning of our name. That's right. And it will be up to the daughters and to the next generation to understand this very well, to be able to pass it on. That's right. Okay, so the Azair is a combination of two roots. To rescue and to save. It was funny the other the other day, my uh, my husband told me that his his buddy from Bible study told him a good woman will save your life. He said my my wife saved my life. She absolutely saved my life. And I thought about the Azar. I thought that wow, it's really amazing because we are not saviors. Obviously, we're just human. But in the name that God gave woman was one who would rescue and save. That's very powerful. Right? A good woman will save your life. But a good woman, a woman can either destroy or bring life with her voice and with her sexuality. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. If you look at the wise woman of Proverbs, there's two women. There's the wise woman and there's the foolish woman. The wise woman uses her voice to build her house. The foolish one tears it down with her own hands. The wise woman saves her money. The foolish one spends it recklessly. The wise woman honors her husband and honors man and honors children. The foolish one prostitutes her body and gives it away like it's for free. So there is the wise woman and the foolish woman, and any one of us can be either one of them at any moment. That's right. And fall off the stage and act a fool. So every single day we have to come back to the meaning of what it is to be a woman. The root means to rescue or to save. It means to help, aid, rescue, surround, protect, often used, as I told you, in a military strength. You know, women are very strong. And this is a moment in history when we need courage and we need strength. And it takes a lot of strength to uphold a family and uphold a man. Amen. All right. Even he, when he be acting a fool. 
<laughs> one time, one time, my my mentor Debbie told me because I really struggle with submission because I'm a very independent woman, very smart, ind independent woman, so, and I thought that was you know my my I was so great <laughs> until the potter took the clay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she told me you know what the reason why you have a problem with submission, Jen? This is my mentor Debbie Tyler. She's with the Lord right now. I said, what? She goes, you have an exalted view of your own wisdom. Mm. And I thought, wow. And she showed me a picture of a table. And on the table, she said, which is stronger, the legs or the top? Mm. And I'm like, wow, the legs? And she said, the one who comes underneath and holds mm. up, it takes incredible strength to do that. Good, yes. And in our name is one who would come down, like Jesus went down into the dust, and to lift up. And our role is to lift up our husbands, is to believe in them, to yes. shield them spiritually through our prayers, and protect them, and come alongside them. It is not to come over and try to crush. When we do that, we become the fool. So the more that we come underneath, and we support and protect. It doesn't mean it actually takes an incredible amount of strength to come underneath right. and to lift up. Right. The Bible teaches that the daughters would be pillars yeah. in the church yeah. and the sons would be fruitful vines. The yeah. woman came from bone. She is strong and God called her Isha, soft. But God created the man from the soil from something soft and called him ish, which means strong. Mm. So it is our strength and our softness mm. that will hold him up, that will bear him up mm. underneath our weight. Amen. Kinegdo, the name Azer Kinegdo, what does that mean? So I told you the Azer is one who can who helps someone who cannot help himself. That's why there's teen girl, teen challenge girls. Where are my teen challenge girls? I, I can hear all the dope there. I've been talking to you the whole time. Okay, but see, the women who come around you, they're being as theirs. They're, they're fulfilling their body. Yes. They're coming and helping someone who right now couldn't help mm -hmm. herself. I was that girl. Mm -hmm. Okay, I was that girl right. who could not help myself. And somebody came along. God sent people along my side mm -hmm. to, to bear me up and right. to lift me up right. and to help right. me to become yes. the strong woman yes. that God designed for me yes. to be. And someday you will be that yes. woman. Yes. 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 all throughout the Bible. It's called, when people cry for help, it's help, 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 help. People are always crying for help. They're crying for one. What's the baby crying for? Mom. Yeah. When your son's sick, who's he calling for? Mom. Okay. Jesus called the Holy Spirit the helper. We hover, we move, we lift up, we come alongside, and we help, and we aid, and we rescue. Okay, but this is interesting. The connecto is something different. If the helper is uh, side by side, the connecto is face to face. Hmm. And the, you know, when people call women a helpmate, they're not the, the, the those translations are really not explaining exactly what the word woman really means. So I want to make sure you understand what the connecto is. The connecto is only found two times in the Bible, and it's only referring to women. It is someone who is opposite you. 
like you, similar to you, in front of your face, okay? So we have man and we have woman as equal, okay? The kinedo is one who goes face to face. She also, if you look at the root of that word, means that she is one who would announce, report, show, utter, expound, inform, be a messenger, declare, and proclaim. What do women like to do? Talk. <laughs> Why do you think Jesus told the woman at the well? He's like, should I, who should I tell that I'm the Messiah? A woman or a man? A woman. <laughs> who should I tell to go and expound, report, proclaim, declare? Oh, Mary Magdalene, the crazy demon-possessed one, the one who's single, the one who doesn't have children, the one who everyone thought was nuts? I'm going to pick her. Yeah. Why? Because she could go tell everybody. Right. Oh, the one who delivered me. Yes. Oh, the one who delivered me. I was telling her earlier, I was like, these women have a lot to dance about. I mean, I'm just telling you. They have been delivered from yes. something. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Okay. And Absolutely. so in our name, in the roots of her name, is one who would proclaim. Mm -hmm. And that is why I want to honor the pastors here of this church because they've invited me to speak on a Sunday morning. That is very powerful. Mm -hmm. There are too many churches all over the United States that don't allow women to do what they were created to do, which is to speak and speak out, declare, proclaim the gospel. Talking about her anger and this 
injustice in America and this victimization, whether it's womanhood or I don't know what exactly all those women have been through in their lives. Um, but I began to say to myself, is this the message that we're going to send the next generation? That we're angry, that we're nasty, or that we're able. That's right. We're noble. And I talked to my mentor, Debbie, about this, and Debbie's looking down on us in heaven, and I just went to be with the Lord a few uh, months ago. And I called Debbie, and I said, Debbie, what's going on with the women in America? She said, they have a mantra. And the women of God have got to figure out how to respond. We need a new language That's right. on how to talk about womanhood. And I was like, yeah, we do. I wonder where that's going to come from. And it was just a few days later that I was actually at a workout class and I was in triangle pose <laughs> doing my exercise and stretching when all of a sudden this flood of words came over me. I'm a woman. I am beautiful. I am bold. I am brilliant. I am bright. I am young. I am old, I am loved, I am life, I am gentle, I am kind, I am compassion, and I care. I am daring, I am divine, I am devoted to you in prayer. I am fearless, I am faithful, I am tried, I am true, I am generous, I am graceful. I will forever love you. I am from the land of the brave and the home of the free. And this is the woman I choose to be. I am a mother. I nurture. I model. I give. I guide. I prepare the food in the table and keep my home open wide. I am humble. I am stable. I am dignified. I refuse division and strife. I will 
bone, flesh of his flesh. I'm going to get behind this man till the day of my death. On my wedding day, I made my vows. Now that was then, and this is now. And in the valley of the shadows, I will be his better half. I will hold his hand, and at the future, I will laugh. I am gentle grace, the softness at his side. I will lift my face and serve him like a bride. When the, the rains came in Houston, and everybody was swimming in the flood water, I wrote, I am a friend. I come along when I, you are hurt, scared, grieved, alone, and make your heart my home. I'm a friend. When joy bounds, I come around. When hearts break, I have no fear. I know the stakes. I am near. I will be silent. I will speak on days so bright and nights so bleak. I am your keeper. I will keep. I will share your joy and your sorrow. I'm here today, here tomorrow. When you are up down, weak, worn. I am with you in this storm. And I am a sister. When the waters rise for you to drown, I will remind you, hold on to your crowns. I will call your name from distant shore to remind. I love you more. Do not worry, sister. Do not curse, stress, fear, rejoice. Rejoice, God is near. Be not afraid, your debt's been paid. You are resilient, you are brilliant. I will pray till knees are weak. I will take you up my mountain peak. I will unveil, I will speak truth. You and me, Naomi Ruth. I am Esther, you are Deborah. I am the Magdalene. I am Mary, you are Martha. I am Rahab, now and then, I am the truth, the slayer of lies, it's not over, we will rise. <laughs> and I began to realize in the, in the crucible and in, in, in the storm that we always have a choice yes. to be angry or able, bitter or beautiful, yes. cantankerous or courageous. We could be demeaning on womanhood or devoted. Like every time you can lean to one side or another, you can be the woman wisdom or you can be the fool and so can I. We have a choice. We had a choice during COVID. Are we gonna be fearful or faithful? Right? Are we gonna be hateful or hopeful? Are we gonna be mean or meaningful? Right? And are we going to be quick to judge? Or are we going to quiet ourselves with his love in this moment? And so during the crucible, I began to choose who I was and who I was not. And that is a choice that every single one of us has every single day. This culture is twisting what it is to be a woman. And it is up to us to stand as the women of the home of the brave and the land of the free and say, this is the woman I'm choosing to be. The enemy will try to come and steal your motherhood, steal your marriage, steal your ministry, and I want you to say, get behind.
gay, gay romantic, gensexual, heterosexual, homosexual, le lesbian, libido, libidous, asexual, monosexual, Who expounds, who reports, who all of this. 
And in his word, it shows us that right after Genesis 2, the woman makes an agreement with the enemy. She agrees with Satan that God didn't say, right? God said, don't eat from the one tree. She actually misquotes scripture, which a woman generally is going to sin with her mouth. Man, hands. Woman, mouth. Even the, man, even the, the name, the Hebrew word for man, means hands on fire, if you look at the letters of the Hebrew. The, 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 the Hebrew word for woman, when you look at the letters, it means uh, breath on fire, voice. It is with the woman's voice. Isn't, aren't we the gossips? Aren't we the ones who can sin with our tongue and, and cut a man down? We can break him down like that. So we have to have extreme self-control, but what happened with Eve is she entertained the lies of the enemy because the enemy knew that she was the Azar. He knew she was the one to protect and uphold Adam. Mm -hmm. So he knew how to get to the man by going through the woman. And so she makes this agreement with him. She misquotes scripture. No, he said, we couldn't eat or touch. God never said you couldn't touch it. He said not to eat from it. So she also made a mistake there in not really knowing what God had said and standing upon it. Well, when we get to the fall, we see that there's this curse. And a lot of people believe that the curse was on Adam and Eve and on us. It's not true. God never cursed Adam and Eve. He cursed our function. He cursed the serpent, mm -hmm. but he didn't curse the man and the woman. Mm -hmm. He said that the man's function to work the soil and to build from the earth and to, to provide for his family, right, and to work the garden, it would be frustrating. Mm -hmm. Now, a woman's function, which was to uphold and protect mankind from, from, the, from the rib, she was to, to be a spiritual warrior for him. He wouldn't trust her their relationship would be frustrated. So his function was to serve the thing from which he was created. Her function was also to serve the thing from which he was created. We were created to serve mankind. We were created to uphold mankind. And so when you see all these women gathering on Washington, you know, and they're, most of them probably don't even realize what the message is being sent from the state. I'm nasty. I'm angry. What's happening is, is their, their function has been and my body, my choice. I, I, I saw, I follow the Women's March on Washington on Instagram because I'm always curious what they're saying. And I saw a meme the other day, not your uterus, not your business. Now, I personally know a man whose who's, who's girlfriend aborted his child without his consent. And I can tell you that it has been the most painful, debilitating thing in his life. He has had PTSD for many years because she took his child. So when I see that that vision, not your uterus, not your business, I go, what about the father? Amen. Because when we take the father out and we make the woman God, we are thwarting our function because our name means life. Our name means life. That is who we are. We are not God. We are images of God. We, that's why we have their shirt. Our name means life. Who wants life? Yes. Who's little? Who's little? Oh, my friend who's been driving me around with your wonderful husband. Yes. 
Yeah, she's a life giver, right? Yes. She knows who she is. Okay, so what does God say to the serpent? He curses the function of Adam, and he says, look, it's going to be frustrating for you. And he curses the function of the woman. He says, it's going to be frustrating for you, too. Childbearing is going to be painful, painful, and that's not a once and done. Can we just be honest? Childbearing. Right? When your children are in pain, you're in pain. It goes on your whole life. Right? And just as his function is frustrated his whole life, so is ours. Right? Think about women who struggle with infertility. It is a very, very, it, 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 even though our name means life, doesn't mean we always bring life. And it doesn't mean the men and men around us necessarily understand that that's our function is to help them. And so we have to do it in a way is so gentle and so kind and so powerful that they don't even know we're helping them. <laughs> so in Genesis 3, he says to the serpent, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. I had the most amazing dream uh, a few years ago. It was during COVID. And during COVID, I was just, you know, I'm very opinionated, so I was opinionated about the whole thing. I was arguing with my brother about the way that we looked at it versus the way that they looked at it, just wasting my voice and wasting my brain. And I had this dream. And in the dream, there was this demonic figure at my front door. It was so vivid. Have you guys ever seen the movie Gremlins? You guys remember, if you're old enough to remember, the Gremlins. And it had like these big ears, and it had its eyes torn out. It was a blinded Gremlin. And it had these jaws, and it was at the front of my door, at the front of my doorstep. And I could see it in the dream, and it was trying to get into my house. And my mother and the children were there. And so I was telling my mother and the children to step back, to step back, that I had this. And I was, had the door, and this demonic figure was trying to get it in my house, and it was the spirit of blindness. And it was, it was bleeding in the eyes and his jaw, and it was totally freaky, it was totally nasty. And I pulled the door, and I got its head stuck in the door. And then I went like this. And in my dream, I thought, oh, the autopsy report, report is going to show that I bruised its head. <laughs> and I shut the door, and the blood of the demonic hit the outside of my door frame. Wow. You can see it on the outside, and I shut the door. And I knew at that moment that my calling was not to argue with my brother about who was right or who was wrong about COVID. That instead, I was called to the mother's. And to the children, that was my calling. And my call was to protect my household from that spirit. Right. And that is what a woman's role is, is to be the guardian of the household. When Titus says that the older women are to train the younger women to be busy at home, oh, talk to that translator. We don't need anyone to train us to be busy. We are already busy at home. No, that word means to 
guard the home. The woman is the spiritual guardian of the home. That is what that means. That is why when the enemy tempted Adam, God said he needed who? A woman to guard him spiritually. To know the word of God. To rebuke the enemy. To say, not in my house. You're not going to question what God said in my house. Right? And so that is who we are. So in Genesis, it says that he's going to put enmity, hostility between who? The devil and the woman. And now, it's not just the woman. It's the man, too. But, you know, he don't like Mary. Right? He don't like Mary. He don't like the woman who is submitted to the Lord. Who has a seed that is going to bear fruit and is to be the savior of the world. He does not like a woman who is standing up there, up here, showing his lies to other people. So, just say, pray for me, because he's been trying to kill me. Okay, so Genesis 3.15, he says he's going to put hostility, but between us and the enemy and his seed and our seed, we know that the seed is Christ, will crush his head. He might strike our heel, but we're going to crush his head. Amen. 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 You might feel like you're limping around some days. Like, are you kidding me? But you're going to crush That's his right. head. Amen. Amen. Right. Do not do Christ on the cross. He might strike you, but you're going to crush him. Amen. 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 You're going to crush him when it comes to the lives of your children. You're going to crush it through our faith in Jesus. In fact, Luke 10, 18, and this is where we're going to wrap things up here. I can't believe we're coming down to it. Make sure that the Lord has whatever else for you. But Luke 10, 18, it says, I have given you, and I just want to speak this over you. I have given you. I've given you, I've given you, I've given this to you. You receive it, you can have it. I have given you authority, authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. So that is such a powerful word. What did Jesus say when he said woman? When he rose from the dead, he, you know, he said this word so often. And you wonder, even on the cross, when he talked to Mary, why didn't he call her mom? Because he only said a few things on the cross. Mm -hmm. But one of the things he said was, woman, dear woman. Mm -hmm. He called her dear woman. Mm -hmm. She tried to get him to take the water and the wine and do it early. Called her woman, dear woman. Mm -hmm. He called the woman at the well, woman. He called, let's see, gosh, a lot of a lot of the women in the Bible, he called woman. What did he mean when he said woman? He meant the one who was going to trample on the snakes and on the serpents. Yeah. He meant the one who was created to declare his praises. He meant the woman who could be the wife of noble character, who would build the house, not the fool that would tear it down. He meant woman. He meant the one that was created from the rib to uphold man and to encourage him and to bring life in him. It doesn't matter how much you come here and dance around. If you do not go home and you don't wash feet and you don't breathe life 
our need means life. And I want to give all of us an opportunity to repent for the times that we've used our words to tear down instead of to build up. To, or the looks on our face. I get in trouble with the looks on my face. I, mean, I have such a hard time being fake. If I'm disappointed, I look disappointed. You know what I mean? But there's a skill to being a woman that we are all still learning. And part of it is living up to the true meaning of our name. A woman is the guardian of the home. A woman is the rib. She is the pillar, the Bible says, the pillar of the church, the community, and the home. While the men are the fruitful vines. We want to make sure we're not blowing fiery breath on those vines of the men. And we're not, we're not extinguishing their ability to become who God created them to be. Amen. Amen. We have that power. And we have to be super, super careful with it. When Jesus said woman, what did he mean? Why did he choose a woman? He knew Psalm 68, 11, that said God Almighty will declare the word of the gospel with power and the warring women of Zion will deliver its message. So I just want to invite the uh, worship people to come up for a moment. I want you to think about that verse, Psalm 68, 11. I don't know if you know it. But basically, the message is, is that the woman will war on behalf of mankind. And I want to challenge you, don't fall asleep. Yes. Don't fall asleep. We have a generation of girls to preserve. We have a generation of grandchildren to make sure that they know exactly, exactly what it is to be a man and to be a woman. Tomorrow on the Sunday service, I'm going to be talking about what does the Hebrew word male mean? Oh my gosh, it's incredible. The meaning of man's name, I'll just tell you right now, it means one who remembers, one who remembers the commands of God and passes them on. It is our role to help them remember. It's to stand beside them and uphold them and love them and build them into the fruitful vine that God created them to be. When Jesus said woman, he said the warring women of Zion are a great army, a great host, Psalm 68, 11 that we are a great army of women who will proclaim the good news, who will publish peace, who will live up to the roots and the meaning of our name to declare his goodness, to declare his gospel, to declare the one who saves us from the dark places. And it is by the word of our testimony and the blood of the lamb. It's not us. That's actually the cool thing about it. Is that it, it, it's not us. I didn't save myself. That's right. He pursued me. So there's a woman here tonight who, right before I came up to speak, gave me a word. The crucible for my family was not over. 
teaching the Proverbs say that um, the silver for, what is the, the crucible for silver and the furnace for gold. And I remember reading that three or four years into the crucible, and we all have a crucible. When God brings together a variety of elements and you feel like you're under high heat, it's because he wants to create something new. And so I was under all this heat, you know, standing in the shower, reading my poetry. I'm a wife to but one man. I am fashioned by God's hand. I am his compliment, his companion, his lover, his wife, I'm his breath and his bones. I refuse division and strife. I am a mother. I nurture. I model. I give. I guide. I prepare the food and the table. I am not angry. I am able. I am not bitter. I am beautiful. I mean, just over and over and over. A lot of you guys have been getting the poetry, which is on our table. So thank you for sharing these messages with the women in your life because they're, they're actually sonnets. Shakespeare wrote sonnets to be memorized and read from the stage so they're easy, easily memorized. So I stand in the shower and memorize this. So I see the Proverbs and it says, the crucible for silver and the furnace for gold. And I'm like, screw the crucible, I'm going for the furnace. <laughs> Everything hurts so bad. Just take me through. fire, he's burning off all the dross. You know, he's burning off all the things that are not of him. And I bet, I bet some of us have some dross. I bet some of us have some things in our lives that are really not like him. Not of him. Things that he wants to maybe help us shed and to get rid of. Because it is in the crucible, it is in the furnace, it is in the fiery trial that we're transformed from likeness to likeness. We become more like Jesus. We get humbled. We become servants. We know that it's not in our power. It has nothing to do with us. It's all Jesus. It's all him. It's all him. And so I want to invite you ladies at the end of our incredible day together to take some time here in the altar and in worship to maybe lay down some things to confess some things to say you know what god i'm not going to go back out there until i understand i'm made in his life and i am going to carry that life into that doctor's office i'm going to carry that life into the public school i'm going to carry that life into my bedroom i'm going to speak over my bed I'm going to speak over my husband's pillow. I'm going to stand at the borders, the corners of my household, the door frames with oil. I am going to go home understanding my role is to be the spiritual guardian of this house and to uphold and bring life to everyone in it. Amen. Because if I did that and you did that, we would then model for the daughters not what it is to be busy. They know how to be busy. They're already busy. They would understand that the woman's role is just to bring life. And I am deeply concerned about this generation of children. And I know I know you are too. I want you to be the warring women of Zion. I want you to declare the blood of Jesus and to speak your story and to tell your testimony because you know that is how we overcome. 
that is how we overcome. It says in Revelation, it's kind of interesting. This is the last scripture I want to share with you, but it's kind of interesting in Revelation, just the way the Lord is, you know. He tells us the end before the beginning. So he says in Revelation 12, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink even from death. Therefore rejoice, you heavens, you dwell in them, but woe to the earth and sea, because the devil has gone down to you. He's filled with fury because he knows that his time is short. Wow. Your time is short, Satan. Yes. Your time is short. Amen. So we're going to snatch every child (laughs) for eternal life. We are going to live the gospel till the day that we die. So he says that, and then he says, and the dragon was enraged at the woman and went off to make war against the rest of her offspring. He, we are at war. Yes, right. We are at war. This is not political. <laughs> this is not right. a cultural thing. Right. No, right. this is right. a spiritual yes. battle. This whole gender yes. stuff. This is a spiritual battle. Yes. Right. It is a spiritual battle back to Genesis, where we are going to be the warring women of Zion. We're going to stand very firm on God's word. I love you. I love you. But being a woman is an action, not a pronoun. An action. And your name means life. Amen.
what, oh, attitude, oh, I smell some attitude, Lord, I just pray right now that you would just raise your hand and just, you would just remember that the one who upholds has an incredible amount of strength, and the one who bears down on her knees has an incredible amount of power, and we declare your praises, Lord, and so just raise your hand, reach your hand up to heaven if there's something that you just want to let go of. worship, I just pray that all of you guys have an opportunity to come to the altar and to lay those things down and pray for one another and be the Ozeros, be the ones that would come alongside the hurting and help each other in a way that we really cannot help ourselves. Jesus, thank you that you teach us to be on the love. We just want to worship you now. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Am The Woman podcast. If you haven't done so yet, please take a minute and write us a review. Reviews, especially five-star reviews, help us get the word out about our podcast or share this with a woman in your life or share these messages with a pastor or a church where you think they would benefit from hearing them. Thank you guys so much for all your support. And also by the end of the year, please consider becoming a regular contributor of You Are More. Our ministry is fully donor funded and we appreciate every single person who steps up to give so that we can continue offering these messages free of charge. So go to our website, youaremore.org. That's the letter U, the letter R, M-O-R-E dot org slash donate to make an end of year gift today. Thanks so much and blessings. The holidays are coming and we're excited. Remember, I'm a woman and my name means...